What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Matt Goes to the Movies. You've seen the title. We are here to discuss episode five of the, I don't know, some people might call it the hit show Halo, streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, if you listen to some of these other reviews here, you would certainly know that uh, not my cup of tea, nor my guest, Rob, um, <laughs> back again, ready to talk about another one. And minor spoiler alert, could this be the episode that turns it around? I'm certainly, I am more excited to talk about this episode than I have been in quite some time for Halo, which is at least a good sign, if not, dare I say, a great sign of maybe how this will go. (laughs) Yeah, so what this episode does to me, um, you know, in every movie and TV show, whenever somebody's having like cardiac arrest and they bring the paddles out and they zap them and they zap mm-hmm. them and they zap them, and then they start playing the sad piano music as everybody kind of walks away and they think, oh no, this character that we love is dead. And then slowly you see the little beep on the cardiac machine and it's got that slow pulse. And then it kind of gets a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then eventually that person just pops back up, gives everybody a wry smile. Of course they were alive all along. They were never going to die. And there's that slow motion hug and things like that. That's in like every movie and TV show ever pretty much. Um, We're not there yet. But this episode definitely is the beginning of that heartbeat coming back to life. So uh, we have not spoken about this episode at all yet, except for me sending you a, a text message just saying it was the best one of the series so far. And and I didn't say it was good. I just said it was the best of the series so far. Um, I'm really glad I had a chance to rewatch it before we went on air tonight. Um, you know, I, I think it definitely I needed to see it a second time to really have my, my thoughts crystallize about it. But there's um there's signs of life here in more ways than just one. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I I definitely feel like this episode has at least I I am again back on board and it could be a quick it could be a quick turn, but I will say <laughs> that for for the most part this episode made me go it, it made me pay attention it it made me focus on what was happening on screen you know didn't get me completely invested with with certain aspects and we'll we'll talk about that in a little while but this was you know i think really the first full episode that i truly sat there and said okay I enjoy what's going on because even after that initial battle in the first one, I still was kind of like, what? Like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. So I'm interested to get into this. So Rob, we're going to go ahead and listeners, we're going to get right into the watch rating here of this episode where we're going to say whether or not, you know, this episode would be worth a rewatch high, medium, low, uh, you know, why it would be that with some spoiler free thoughts. So I'm going to go first, Rob. And this episode for me, I actually thought this episode was a high and I rewatched this episode. Actually, the past couple episodes, I have had no desire to watch them again at all. I've, I've rated them a low to me. There's nothing redeeming about them. Uh, I 
watch this episode. And then I sat there and I said to myself, you know what? Yeah, I really do want to rewatch this and, and gather some more thoughts about how I truly feel. Now, one thing that I will praise, this is a shorter episode than what we're used to so far through the first four. However, I actually praise it about this. It seemed it's a much tighter episode did not seem like there was a lot of filler. Um, There's still the, the subplot that is completely uninteresting to me. You get action. I even thought some of the tension between some of the human characters was actually pretty intriguing this time around. Uh, I like where we're maybe going with certain aspects of the Spartans. Again, I'm not going to get into, into spoilers about what I mean there, but this actually felt for the first time, I was like, mm, I, I'm kind of invested in what's happening with some of the human characters and some of the, the subplot of the Spartans. Th- this was the first episode to really capture my attention And then we actually do get some very, very halo moments in this episode. And when it ended, I finally felt like, okay, we're actually getting to what uh, there's actually mounting tension at the end of this episode. It makes you wonder what is going to happen, where this is going to go and not just, this is going off my television because I hate it. I was really impressed with this episode. So I gave this one a high. Wow. Okay. Um, so when I uh, watched this Thursday night, um, I enjoyed it. I said, wow, this is the best one so far. I gave it a couple of days, rewatched it earlier tonight. And my initial thinking of a watch rating was probably medium high. Um, because of how the ending of the episode is, um, and it was very recent that I saw it, it influenced me to go high on this as well. Um, a lot of what you just said, I'm going to completely agree with, so I'm not going to repeat it, but I will say that there are, if you've been kind of just listening to our breakdowns, cause you're not sure if you want to subscribe to Paramount plus yet, or even bother your friends or, or relatives or coworkers to see who has an access code they can give you. So you can just download on their account and you're trying to decide if you're going to make room for this too, in your, in your busy schedule. Um, yeah, go ahead and just like listen to our first four episodes. Cause you don't, I mean, watch the first episode and then skip the next three. Cause they're all trash and just listen to our breakdowns, but actually watch this one. So if you're listening uh, and have not seen it, uh, this is still spoiler free. Uh, but this is the one that I would say, go ahead, pause here, come back and, and rejoin us in a little bit uh, and actually watch this one because there are some of the, again, this is still not the show that I think most people wanted, but some of the things that they have been doing actually finally start working in this episode. Now, not every aspect of it works, but there are things where I actually find myself interested in something that happened where the past several weeks, most of what they've been doing, I'm not interested by Like, I just don't care. Like I, I have no reason to care, but there's finally some things that happen. And then the last 10 minutes are everything I wanted. Um, when I was thinking about what this could be, um, without getting into spoilers, of course. So yeah, this is a high rating for me. And I, I told you last week, you know what? I, I hated that episode. Um, but I'm still actually looking forward cause I have an idea of what this could end up getting us. Um, and I feel really happy that I got paid off on that hunch. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. So let's, you know, go right into talking about this episode and, and breaking this thing down. So, you know, listeners, when you're listening to this episode, for some reason, if you, you know, haven't caught completely everything yet, you know, we do say that this is where spoilers are going to happen. This is where we get into popcorn time. And we're going to break down this episode about what happens and how we feel. And, you know, Rob, one of the things that I was surprised that I was interested by is this is the first episode where I actually was interested. I won't say captivated because I still have a, a couple of mixed feelings about it, but I was at least invested in Hazley's behavior and the way that she's the way that she's acting, the way that she's manipulating, the way that she, you know, you know, John finds out that she kidnapped him. Um, but not only Hazley getting a little bit more of a. Hmm, you don't seem exactly what you're portraying vibe from Jacob Keys. Yep. I was I was intrigued by that. I actually found that interesting. And it made me for the first time be not as um not as much so far. However, it for the first time also at least made me interested in Miranda because he also has interaction with her that I enjoyed where again, he's like, you're, you know, first he brings her in, then she's off the project. And he now seems very shady as well as to what is actually going on. So I I will say that for the first time I had interesting characters that I really have not cared about up until five episodes into the show. So I'm going to give them a lot of credit because that's a long time for me not to care to at least start to have some sort of feeling of, hmm, they're starting to make me feel a certain way about these guys. I I actually, instead of just not caring about Dr. Hazley, like, hmm, I actually don't like you. Yeah, there's... um... I feel very similarly to that, to what you're talking about now, even within the parts that do work, there's elements of it that really don't. Um, I'll tell you some things that I really do like when, when master chief has his helmet off and he's speaking to keys and he's saying, this is what I saw. I get the impression he's testing him because Mm -hmm. he's looking for a reaction. And, and John is now starting to doubt whether or not he can trust keys. He's giving keys enough information to, give back to Halsey so that he knows like, Hey, the jig is up. I'm kind of on to you. I think he's testing to find out where his loyalties lie. And based on his responses, um, he has to think that that keys is in on it or at least knows more than he does. And the fact that he doesn't release to him what's going on. Um, I think that we're seeing enough out of, out of Pablo Schreiber that, you know, I actually think that's his best scene so far uh, of this whole series. I think that interaction with keys has been his best work. Um, yeah, I actually think this episode is his best episode overall, but I really did like that scene a lot. Um, immediately after that, you know, we get the scene where Halsey's on the line with, um, is it the chancellor? I'm not positive what her, her title is, uh, or I'm sorry, she's an, she's an admiral. Uh, she's director of, uh, of Oni. Um, 
that scene, I think, kind of falls apart in, in a lot of ways because Halsey says to her, I'm wondering what Admiral Hood would think of this. It's kind of dumb and unnecessary because, like, why wouldn't she have already thought, like, if she had a nuclear option, wouldn't the Admiral kind of already know that that nuclear option would be on the table? Like, she's, you, you're, anytime you enter a conflict, like that in a conversation, you're, you've already done the the threat analysis. You've already done the risk reward analysis. Like you would already know that she had that. So it seems stupid that she was that unprepared for that option to be thrown out there. It's just kind of dumb and unnecessary. And really this scene as a whole doesn't really change anything about Halsey and the chancellor. Like we already knew that that relationship was strained and that Halsey was playing her and manipulating her like a puppet, but it, it doesn't really change a lot. So I, I'm not really sure I don't know. That, that to me kind of was a little bit weak. Um, later on, though, they do this other thing again where uh, Miranda says to her father, I get Halsey's games. And this show tries to have twists and setups, but hasn't really created that many of them very effectively. And when you have a line that's so on the nose like this, it really only points out like, you know, you're not actually really good at this, but there's, there's right. elements. But when, when you have a line, so on the nose like that, that like that to me just pulls it out. But I will say that scene, there's a, there's a definite shift between the conversation being between father and daughter, where he is completely in her corner and they love and support one another, both personally and professionally. There's a moment when that changes and that tone changes to superior officer and subordinate. And that was actually really effective. I did enjoy that. Um, so, so there's a couple of things that actually, like I said, there's things that really do work. Uh, and then there's things that, that actually don't um, at the same time. But there's more that works this week than doesn't. Yeah, I, I yeah, there's way more that works uh, in this episode compared to what we've been talking about. Yeah, I, I agree with the whole like triangle thing about, you know, three. It, it seems like really three different people are, 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 you know, kind of pulling at, you know, almost the the object, you know, like, let's say the artifact, like, you know, three different people have their hands on it and they're pulling different directions. And I'm like, all right, I I didn't really need that where the Admiral and Hazley and, you know, are just going back and forth. And then she pulls the Trump card on her like, Oh, he would look to, you know, keep himself clear of this and what would happen. And I wasn't really a fan of that. I agree with what you said about the father daughter dynamic and how that shifted. And it actually felt pretty natural. Um, but I'd like to get this out of the way. Cause again, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, at least on, on my end. One thing that doesn't work in this episode and hasn't worked for five episodes now is this subplot with Quan. It is, <laughs> it, 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 it's so bad. She's still just, she comes across as a, as a spoiled brat. It is not investing me in anything in Soren either. Um, these two, uh, again, there is maybe I'm way off here. I, I know what her objective is, but also at the same time, it's like I, I one, I don't care, but two, it's like for what end? Like for for what end do you want this place back? Because it's it's clear that the people that you thought like they don't they're fine. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to rock the boat. And it's, you know, is it that 
you know, classic story of like, oh, we're finally going to rise up. And like, we finally realized, you know, how bad it was and we're, we're going to take back, but it's just, she's not interesting. And those two characters are doing nothing. I, I am still baffled by the fact that they actually show Soren's arm on, on camera because it looks for $90 million. It looks like they spent $10 on that portion of his it was all on play-doh brown right Play-Doh. right exactly so i don't i don't know why they decided to go with that like just give him a regular arm for god's sakes like yeah <laughs> if it's gonna look that bad and like please don't try and convince me that oh well it's to show how bad and mutilated like no like just let's stop like give him a robot arm already. Right. Exactly. So that part, and luckily it does not take up a lot of the episode, but what it does take up it is too much time as it is. Nothing to disagree with there. Um, it's kind of like, it makes me wonder. So, so Quan is trying to get people that clearly don't want to, uh, to fight for her, to fight for her. And, and the end game is to kick the UNSC out so that the Covenant can just come in, pink mist all of them, and glass the planet. Because it's not exactly like they can stop the Covenant. They can't even stop the UNSC. What exactly are they doing? It makes no sense. So I had mentioned before that there's really not a lot of buzz about this show online, at least not in the right. places that I go. Like I don't really know a lot of people talking about this show. Um, like at least within my friend group and the people I interact with, there's not a lot of people that are really discussing this. And, and even a lot of the same kinds of places online you go that would, would talk about, you know, uh, anything with sci-fi, anything with fantasy, anything with comics, those kinds of things are, are like, there's no, there's not a lot of memes for this show. You know, like there's not a lot of of stories written about this in the places you would normally find this. But the places that I have seen where they're, you know, like if it's a post, uh, a sponsored post by Paramount Plus or something like that, the people that are talking about it, there's actually a lot of people I've seen that because I read these comments because I'm curious, like what the general population thinks about it. And overwhelmingly, the comments are, yeah, the show's been okay so far. I've been really into it, maybe. Uh, But man, Quan's terrible. Like it makes no sense. And I don't care. Like you see that over and over again and, and they're not wrong at all. I mean, yeah, they spend less time on that side plot, you know, between Quan and Soren this episode, graciously, they spend less time on it, but you know, he handcuffs her on a planet. He's not familiar with, with no resources in the middle of the desert. Um, Why? Like, why didn't he just bring her with him? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I just, it, it, I don't get it. Um, it, there's so much of it that, that just and why would she sh- why would she shoot him why does that scene even exist where she points the gun at him like it's not yeah, he's, like he's, he's passed out yeah like well it's not like he's ever like threatened to kill her like he was coming no. like he clearly he was has coming, to protect her right he clearly was coming back for her so like that scene just makes her look like an ass so her just screaming in the middle of the desert is by far the most annoying thing she's done in a list of very annoying things. Like every time I I just even look at the character, that uh, that terrible futuristic space mullet thing she's got going on, just I go, oh, God, get that off my screen. Um, 
but that's the most annoying thing she's done, just screaming at the air. But then burying herself as a trap is kind of the most badass thing she's done yet. But at the same time, like it just doesn't make any sense. And the, the big question I have, after the last 10 to 12 minutes of this episode with this epic battle that we get, which I know we're going to talk a lot more about, how the hell is this show going to try to make me care at all, at all, at all, about whatever nonsense bullshit plot points revolve around Quan Ha's dad and these weird mystics he met in the desert and they gave him some prophecy. How does this show expect me to care when they just gave me that battle scene to end this episode? Like, I don't, I don't want to see her on my screen ever again. I don't want to see Soren on my screen ever again. I don't want to see her dad on the screen. I don't, I don't want to see Madrigal on my screen at all. Just give me more of that. Like, and, and give me more of those, you know, I'm again, not perfect yet, but I am starting to be interested in some of these UNSC characters and, and how they're interacting with one another. And there's some things that are developing, but this other thing, like just write it out of the show. Like we, we won't, we won't ask any questions. Like we won't call it a plot hole. We won't call it an unresolved plot point. Cause we don't care. Just write it out of the show now. Like literally whatever next week's episode is just edit it out. Like we're, we're fine. We, the audience won't demand answers on it. Like it's okay. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Uh, it certainly does not add anything to this episode. Like I said, the the best thing that you can say about it is it certainly doesn't take up too much screen time. So <laughs> thankfully, you know, one thing that, again, I, I do believe, like you said, I, I think this would be the the best so far performance, you know, for Master Chief. I liked most of what happens. I don't like the fact that he was a hypocrite in calling out, oh, geez, what is her name? Uh, Kai, Kai for yeah. removing her chip. I don't like that. He was a hypocrite about that. And just because Cortana calls him out, doesn't in my mind, doesn't excuse him uh, from being a hypocrite. So I, I wasn't really a fan of, of that scene. I was a fan though of, I was a fan of Kai and her responses and her curiosity. I thought she did bring, you know, again, I was, I was intrigued at least by her showing some emotion and wondering why the covenant, you know, why they're attacking, why they want the, you know, why they want the artifact and just seeing how when she's interacting with the other Spartans, they are still just truly who cares? No, I don't. I like that aspect. And I do like the aspect of her breaking down during the battle and mm. actually, and getting overwhelmed. I thought that was actually, I thought that was really effective. And I thought, again, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of like, uh, geez, you know, I wasn't a fan of John going after and like, like I, if you're an enhanced super soldier, like I feel like if he would have punched keys there, like she'd be dead. Yeah. So like the fact that he was going to like, he was like coming down with like a WWE wrestling move. He was going to drop the elbow on her. And I'm like, I feel like if he would have connected, like that would have killed her. Um, and not only that, but like, there was no reason for him to throw a flying punch. Like that was kind of dumb. Like that's not something a tactical warrior would have done in that example. Like he would have like dropped his hips. He would have sunk his knees. He would have, you know, 
had good posture to try to like push her through a wall with that punch. Like that was terrible. Right. And, you know, so moving from that though, I do like the fact that he did again, he, the whole mission is now screwed because of his decision to go and save Kai. And I, again, I got to give this, I have to give this episode credit because I actually believed and credit to the actor. Cause I have said a lot of things about him so far through the first four episodes. He portrayed it very well. I actually felt like he had emotion wanting to save her. Like I, I, he even said, I, I can't let her die. And he jeopardizes everything to go and get her. Now, obviously in terms of what happens that backfired, but it, it did what I believe they were trying to do with that scene. I actually enjoyed that aspect of this episode. I thought they did a really good job. I thought he did a really good job. So I, I do have to give them a lot of, a lot of praise for again, after four episodes, having something that has been a major complaint of mine turn into a positive, at least for one episode. Um, Cause it certainly didn't seem like it was going to go that way. Yeah. A lot to unpack there. Um, kind of going, I guess, chronologically, the interaction between Kai and the other Spartan is uh, Vanek. I think that's yes. how his name is pronounced. Um, that, you know, right at the beginning of this episode is kind of where that, that is placed. And already as I'm watching this, I'm going, Oh, Hey, wait a second. This is actually, compelling i'm i'm kind of into this i i sort of like where this is going um the whole gun grease hair highlight thing is kind of dumb like i i kind of i don't know i didn't i'm not really into that i wish they would have done something different but that was just kind of dumb moving forward to the interaction between her and master chief when he says i can't clear you for combat she says why what about you um once again the show actually asks a question that we, the audience are asking because it doesn't make sense. This is the second week in a row they've done this. And it just points out kind of how stupid that is. Like even when they're doing something good, it's kind of clumsy at times. Um, and, and again, just doesn't really make sense because, and, and even when you think about the stakes of that conversation, they're actually meaningless. Cause as soon as the plasma starts flying, he starts giving orders to her to start entering the battle. So he's clearly okay with her being in the battle there when he wasn't earlier. Like it just, it seems like tension for the sake of tension, which is once again, my least favorite thing in the world, lazy screenwriting. Say it with me, everybody, lazy screenwriting. And I hate it. It's there's so many other ways that he could have created tension there um, without saying he's going to pull her from duty. Um, (laughs) And then right after that, we get the most laugh out loud moment of the series so far when, when he tells Cortana that, um, you know, to get out of my head, I can't even hear myself think. And she says, well, I can, and you're not missing much. Oh my God. Jen Taylor has been such a highlight of this series. The way that Cortana has been written her, her portrayal of Cortana staying absolutely true to the same portrayal that she does in the games. Um, has just been an absolute highlight and, and probably one of my favorite aspects outside of the battle so far. Um, it's just been really hysterical. Um, and then the, you, you mentioned it when Kai has that breakdown, you know, her emotions are, are kind of overloading her. 
And for somebody who's been had her emotions suppressed for a long time, and now all of a sudden she doesn't know how to process this. She's been in battle after battle after battle. She's been covered in blood and guts of her, you know, her comrades and of her enemies. Um, and now all of a sudden she's has to process what all of that means for the first time, and she's unable to do it. It's too. It's like sensory overload. I th- I thought that was so good, and I want to praise overall the cinematography in this episode because as soon as the battle starts you get the feeling of chaos. You get the fear. You get the anger. You get the frustration. You get all of those emotions that you would assume would be part of the battle. Like the cinematography really does tell that story there. And and when you get that anguish and her sensory overload and her shutdown and, and her inability to process what's going on and, um, you know, and, and again, more fear and anxiety, I think that I think it's shot so well and edited so well, you know, the, the cuts kind of speed up a little bit. Um, I thought that was so, so good. I was really impressed overall. Um, both times we've gotten battles. I felt like the cinematography has been really good. I felt like the special effects have been really good. I felt like the voice acting, um, has been really good, uh, for those, for those scenes, the acting in general has been good for those scenes. I have no complaints about any of the battle stuff so far. Uh, it's, it's been, just fantastic yeah i think even too where you know master chief actually just brutally punches and stomps the covenant um i actually really enjoyed that too because that again like that was another i felt like he actually showed a good range of emotion where before when you first saw him in a battle and even I'm sure what they've seen before, because even Kai is like, you know, I, I think she actually even calls him John, if I remember correctly, um, when he's punching, it, you know, when the first episode he's in battle and it's OK, shoot, done, move on to the next one, shoot, done, move on to the next one, shoot, done, move on to the next one. Like there was a personal level here when he's attacking this member of the covenant it wasn't just okay this is you know they're here they're attacking my mission is to stop them like it was a very personal effect and i thought it worked really well yeah um you know he kind of went a little overboard but you know certainly seeing again he's he's dealing with emotions that he hasn't had to deal with on top of distrust for his commanding officers that he's trusted his life to for a very long time um and certainly dr halsey that he's he's had a lot of trust and respect for as well um and all of a sudden he can't trust her and or he thinks that maybe she's actually even an enemy you know and now all of a sudden he has an opportunity to just unload all of that pent up emotion that he hasn't had the opportunity to express because of this inhibitor uh, that he's been wearing at the base of his spine. Um, oh, by the way, we got no butts this episode too. So that, that was kind of nice because we haven't asked for any butts at any point. Right. We haven't been like, Hey, um, Hey, uh, Paramount, can you, um, can you show me that person's butt please? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing that. Like that hasn't happened yet. Like we, none of us have asked for that. Uh, and we didn't get that this time, which has been, which has been pretty good. Yeah, I will say about the the grand uh well, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it very quickly so if you have anything. Um the assistant, uh is it Odan? Odan? Uh, the the guy uh, who Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't actually yeah. care what his name is to be honest. Every single time that like even when he was looking at the artifact and then they were going to cut it with a laser, that 
that is the guy that you, if anybody said be on the lookout for a guy in a van with just no windows, don't go like, that's the guy like, yeah, like that would be a profiler's picture of creepy dude that has a van that asks you if you want candy. Like, yep. He is so unnerving and like, not in a good way. It's just like, it's weird because it feels so out of place how unnerving that then I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying it about the way the guy looks. So I kind of feel bad. Um, cause <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be a character trait, but it's just, it's so off putting. He just looks so creepy for no reason. And it's unnecessary. It doesn't advance the story in any way. Right. Exactly. But that's, that's just a, a quick little thing. But in, in terms of this battle, wow. Like, I and I will say maybe it's corny, but for whatever reason, I don't care. When he says I know how to play the game, Cortana, I was like, you know what? Maybe nine times out of ten, I'd be like, oh my god, shut up. But for some reason, <laughs> like in this episode, I just I, I kind of fanboy smiled. I was like, yeah, yeah, I like it. Like I respect that, but I kind of thought it, I personally, I thought it was a little bit lame, but at the same time, (laughs) if you liked it, I can understand that. Um, because it's, it's a little, it's a little wink, you know, it's a wink to to us at the audience. Okay. In all honesty, it just, uh, overall, it just felt good to like Halo in the, in the simplest way that I can say it, it felt good to like what I was watching because I haven't. So when, when Cortana says her line slip space rupture detected, I got very giddy. I, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I'm sitting on my couch going, Oh, oh boy. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> um, because I'm like, Oh, we're going to get something now. Like, um, and it, again, Jen Taylor, it, it's just, it, it's so fantastic that they cast her. Um, because like you're used to that playing in the game. Like that's the kind of stuff she would tell you, like you just mopped up an area and you thought, all right, I think I'm good. And she's like, oh no, you're not done yet. There's more stuff coming in. Like you're used to that sort of thing and it just works. It's effective. And it was like, oh boy. And I had, I had low expectations of what they were about to give us. I didn't like this, that battle scene at the end is undoubtedly the highlight of the series so far. I mean, again, oh, yeah. like, how are they supposed to make me care about some of this other random bullshit that's not been very good? Like, how are they ever going to think I care about any of that after they just gave me this? Like, this is what your show is capable of. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, because it wasn't just Master Chief and the Spartans. You had, you know, soldiers and you just the the whole battle was good. My only minor gripe was when Master Chief was moving, I still felt there was some real, there was some odd stiffness and movements when he was fighting and shooting. Uh, it, it just felt very, it, it didn't feel free flowing. It, it felt like mm. the scene was skipping a little bit, um, but it was very minor. It was only like in two or three shots that I really kind of, again, for me, like noticed a little bit of stiffness in the movements and it didn't seem completely natural um but yeah that that battle scene was fantastic you know um and even uh, shoot i i forget her name now but uh 
her coming down at the end, you know, now I'm like, okay, like, what is this going to do? Like, is she, you know, where is she going to infiltrate? Like, what is she, what's her plan now? Like, I'm actually interested, like, okay, why is she here? What is she going to, is, you know, is she going to try and manipulate master chief? Is she just going to go in and wreak havoc? Like what is going to happen? You know, are we automatic? Like, oh my God, are we going to see halo? Like this episode ended and I was like, okay, well, where do we go? And really, I, I I haven't had that much excitement out of the other four episodes where, oh my God, where, okay, what, where do we go here? Like what happens? Like what, what is the, the reprimand for master chief? Because like, dude, you just screwed the pooch. Like everybody's going to thinking that like they, they have this now, but also does it mean now we got to go full kick ass mode. We got to go after them and we got to get this thing back. Like we don't, we don't have time to debate between the three of us, you know, the, the proverbial, you know, measuring contest, so to speak, like, look, that crap's got to be put aside and we need to go get this art. Like we, we got to send them in and we got to go. Yeah, I think so. Just kind of looking at the remaining episodes, we have four episodes left, and the um, the titles of them are Solace, Inheritance, Allegiance, and then Transcendence. Um, you know, we've kind of been wondering for a while what the end of this looks like. Would we actually see Halo or not? Um, just looking at the episode titles alone, and just kind of seeing the pacing of this, they haven't shown us the Ring World yet. I refuse to believe we see it before the finale. Um, and I, and I don't necessarily think we actually even get to the ring world in any way. Like, I don't think we land on halo by the end of nine. I think we, I think it ends with us seeing it, uh, just kind of seeing where, where this is, is headed. It seems like they're trying to make these artifacts something and they haven't really described exactly what they do, but, uh, McKee can somehow, uh, touch rocks and see the keystone or, or something. I, I, when this show goes supernatural instead of sci-fi, it really falls apart. Like it's, it's not good. And they've kind of gone supernatural a couple of times, particularly with the object. Um, and I don't, I don't particularly care for it. And I don't think it's necessary. Um, I think there's, I think there's a lot of other things they could have done there. Um, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now is I think we probably get a glimpse of the ring, um, as part of the closing shot of the first, uh, season. Yeah. I do feel like that it's season two is going to be set up with them going on to halo. Uh, I, I do think we're going to get the, you know, probably a really a, a breathtaking shot of the Halo ring to end this series. Uh, well, I should say series to end this season. And I think that will probably be the first true also like accurate Halo score that we will get. Mm. And I, I yeah. feel like that's just going to be you know, that's going to be epic. Now, if they can continue to capture my interest, uh, you know, with episode six, seven, eight, and then nine with that ending shot, this show will have turned me like if they can still capture what they did here and we get that shot again right now, I'm I am fully OK with not getting onto Halo by the end yeah. of this season. I'm OK with that. If they I can didn't think do, I would be. 
Right. But this episode has made me say, okay, if they can capture my interest like they did here and we end with a shot of Halo with the music playing and them getting ready. Okay. I, I will. This will be a major, major turnaround. Yeah. And you kind of hope that because season two has already been greenlit. Like we already know that. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't change their mind and cancel it. We've certainly seen that happen before. Studios have, have shuffled the deck a lot on release dates and um, you know, said yes to things that they previously said no to. I mean, think how many times we heard the Snyder Cut was never going to happen until it did, and then it got released on HBO Max, and it was epic. Like, how many times did we hear that was never going to happen? So, um, yeah, I think they'll probably gauge the well, fan I, response. I, I never said it wasn't going to happen. I repeatedly kept You're saying the, it right. <laughs> it's, it's partially because of people like you that I think it happened in the first place. Um, just fans holding out hope that it ever could and talking about it and keeping the dream alive, I guess. Um, but I think what's really going to matter is, is they're going to look and see what are the numbers for Paramount Plus. What are the subscriber counts? How many? Because they know how many people are watching this. They can they can see how many times an episode has been streamed. Does this thing move the needle? Because we had kind of talked about this, I think, on the first episode of, of our Halo breakdowns. Other than like this, and then they also have um, the Star Trek Picard series. What else is really on here? Like maybe there's a couple of movies you're like, oh yeah, I'm really into that. Or um, you know, if there's if there's a particular show that you're a big fan of that you can't get any anywhere else, like my parents signed up for Paramount Plus because they were into SEAL Team uh, and they moved it off of CBS onto Paramount Plus, and that's the whole reason they have a subscription to Paramount Plus is is for that show. Um, but I don't know how many people are like. Yeah, there's there's major stories out there right now of people dropping streaming services. Um, Netflix just lost a ton of subscribers um, and people are having to make decisions when when everybody and their uncle has a streaming service started and you start adding up how much of this you're spending a month. I mean, if you subscribe to one service and one service only. I mean, if you had just Netflix, you've got more than enough to keep you occupied. Like if you had just HBO Max, I think you've got enough there to keep you occupied. Like if you have just, I don't know, you could probably get away with just Hulu, I think, and and be it'd be good to go for um, finding something that you can be interested in. But I think a lot of people, especially as we get into the warmer months uh, here in North America, I know we've got an international audience. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to continue to cancel streaming services as more people feel comfortable going out and doing things with the situation with the virus slowly getting better and better and better. Um, more opportunity, things that were canceled for two springs and two summers in a row will be back this year. And people are looking at how much they spend on streaming services that they signed up for when you couldn't go anywhere and do anything. And they're going to make some cuts. Um I, I think Paramount's going to look at this in terms of how they decide if they're going to move forward with it or not. And I mean, CNN plus was already gone. Like it was, it was, it lasted for three weeks, I think before uh, they pulled the plug on that. You know, there's, I think there's a lot they got to figure out uh, before they really decide if this will get a second season. Yeah. I mean, I looked on Paramount plus and I, I clicked on the movies icon and clicked on all and I scrolled through it and I, I literally I scrolled through every single movie on Paramount Plus and went, all right, well, there's nothing really on here that I want to watch right now. Like, yeah. I 
you know, and that's not to say that they didn't have some things on there. Like I know the new, you know, the new Scream movies on there, the new Jackass movie is on there. And there, there's some other things that I have seen and that I would rewatch again. But there's really right now there is just, you know, there's not this isn't my first app that I open when I'm looking to do something. Well, and you think about how much this costs a month, you know, it's um, I think there's a couple different tiers of this. You look at your streaming services in general. Most of them are somewhere between eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine to eleven ninety nine a month, right? So, you think about how much content that actually gives you, and then you look at how much it costs to rent a movie. Like you can rent a movie on most movie rental apps for like three ninety nine. You'd have to rent like three to four movies a month that these services carry before it's worth it to subscribe to that service if they don't have consistently good content. And I I kind of worry for Paramount, they don't have enough content. Um, imagine you signed up for Paramount for this show. And we saw this with Disney Plus too, by the way. When Mandalorian was done, they were really hurting for content that you needed to see if you didn't have, especially if you're not a family with little kids or, you know, if you're just, if you're an adult who's really into Disney, which by the way, no judgment there. If you're really into Disney as adult, lots of people are good for you. Enjoy it. Like there's, there's no reason not to be, there's a lot of quality content uh, that Disney has provided in their animated stuff. Um, but a lot of people jumped right off of Disney plus at when season one of Mandalorian was over and didn't pick it back up till they heard WandaVision was really good. And I think they've done a better job of keeping new content that adults want to see too churning. But I, I think that you might be the kind of person if you signed up for Paramount because you are a big Halo fan and you're going to watch it for maybe you get, just got like the free trial for a couple of weeks and then you subscribe for a couple of weeks and then you'll just immediately cancel it. Like what else is keeping somebody on it? Yeah, 100 percent agree. So, Rob, is there anything that you like any final thoughts on on this episode? Anything that you didn't feel that we touched on? Uh, no, I'm I'm just excited. I'm excited to be excited, Matt. That's really where I'm at yeah. with this with this episode. Yeah, no, like I mean, I like I said, I it it just felt good to actually enjoy this episode. And the fact that I wanted to watch this episode again if you know any listeners you know are back here for episode five and you've listened to the first four you know me maybe more so than rob uh, like i'm just ready to you know i didn't watch the last episode until the very last minute when i had to like (laughs) i you know i was like i'm so i'm so ready to be done with this um so yeah it was just it was just so fun to actually enjoy this series especially since it was something that i was looking forward to so much to so to go from like being so excited to so disappointed to even having that glimmer of like actual real like real hope and enjoying it is actually was a really good feeling so we'll move on uh we'll we'll sit there and we'll we'll hit up roll credits here uh we're going to talk about our overall rating for the episode and what we think, you know, potentially going forward. So, Rob, I went first with uh, the watch rating. Uh, I'll let you go first and roll credits with where you feel this episode rates for you. So even though it's the best one so far, I can't give it a five. Um, there's too many other problems. There's too many other things that just really don't work. Um, 
but it's to me again that last battle you know was so good and gives me so much hope um i'm gonna i'm gonna give it optimistic i i can't give it just a four i it was better to me than a four but it's to me i can't give it a four and a half either because it's it means there's just a few missteps. And I think there's some really obvious things that were, were bad about this. So I'm going with a four and a quarter reels rating for this particular episode of Halo. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with a straight four, mostly for, you know, there, there's a lot more. We said it that's done right than wrong. Um, however, for me, it deserves a it deserves a full real offer even still attempting to showcase anything with Quan and Soren. It's just <laughs> it's it's completely uninteresting. Um so for me that that does take a full real off, but a, a great battle, some actual emotion that had me invested, interesting dynamic with the human characters, which I had not you know, thought before. And again, I just, I I really have to point out, you know, Pablo Schreiber, boy, for one episode, I enjoyed his work. Um, But I'm going to give that credit because of the fact I have not enjoyed his work for four episodes. So the fact that I feel like he actually was able to display emotion and actually, he got me invested in John in this episode, which was not yeah. something that I had done for the previous four. I did not care about John. I care about master chief. Um, and I think anybody that maybe has watched this show, uh, Rob, I think you certainly understand like what I mean by that. I know they're one in the same person, but they're, they are trying to treat them somewhat as two separate entities without his inhibitor chip and everything like that. But I actually cared about who John was, you know, who was John, maybe the person who would have John been before this program, before he was taken, what does he do going forward as master chief? Um, so I give him credit. I will give this episode a four because it it certainly was the best episode um, from start to finish for me out of the four. Again, after that battle scene in one, I, you know, from there on, it was like, I'm OK, like, sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching something on my TV. You know, it's funny because I hadn't really thought about it in those terms till you said it, but it's kind of in the same way that we grade Batman actors. You know, how good of a Batman mm-hmm. are they? How good of a Bruce Wayne are they? Throughout the entire game series, uh, you know, Spartan 117, John, Master Chief, all of these things are one and the same. Like, there's no line that's different between those characters, you know, the, those entities. They're one thing. But you're right. There really does become a difference starting here that you care about between who John the person is and Master Chief, the super soldier. You know, there's there is a difference there. And you actually do start to care a little bit about that. And I hadn't really thought about it in those terms until you just said it right now. And I I think it's uh, very well stated. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see where, you know, where we're going to go now. Um, so kudos to the show for turning me around for right now. Thoroughly enjoyed the episode and actually crazy enough, look forward to episode six. So <laughs> hats off to them. But 
Rob, we got a couple things here. Um, I'm going to let you talk about, you know, some of the things I know you're still, you're working on something that we did a little while ago. Um, going to get this uploaded. So what's coming down the pipeline from Matt goes to the movies. I'll let you talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, the, the first thing that we can definitely share is, uh, resident evil. Uh, we're going to go through the series. It might take a little bit because, um, before we went on air tonight, we had a quick production meeting and uh, the director of programming has greenlit a couple of ideas coming up for the spring and summer. That's going to be a lot of fun here at Matt Goes to the Movie. So we're certainly looking forward to that. But uh, we will, by the end of the year, get all the way through uh, video reviews of Resident Evil. So we've recorded the first episode and uh, we're really excited to be able to produce that. That's uh, about halfway done with post-production. So we're going to continue to work on that. Looking forward to having everybody um, <laughs> deal with those movies the way that we've had to. It's somehow they've made like seven of them and I don't know how because they're, they're all pretty terrible. Um, so we're going to, we're going to get through that one together. Uh, really excited. Um, Really excited for that. And something I think listeners will be uh, pretty excited for. Uh, there's a movie coming out this summer that I'm really excited for. And it's Jurassic World uh, Dominion. Dominion. Um, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. I think there, I think it looks like there's some really wild stuff that they're doing. Um, they're bringing original cast back from the original trilogy. And... Uh, Kicking off very soon, we are going to take you through the first five movies uh, week by week leading up to the release. So if you'd like to watch along with us, uh, the first three are available on HBO Max right now. As we record this, you can go on HBO Max right now and watch the first three. Uh, the first one still holds up incredibly well years and years and years after its initial release i maintain it's one of the greatest film scores you know one of the greatest film themes of all time it's one of the most iconic film themes of all time um great movie i love i love the book too i read the book a long time ago um but it's it's one of steven spielberg's best i think uh so we're looking forward to uh bringing those out the first one's great the second one has its moments the third one's pretty terrible so <laughs> if you want to suffer along with us on the third one it's on hbo max right now and then we'll also cover the two uh jurassic world movies that have been released uh and pretty excited to do those yeah no there's there's a lot coming up um certainly uh, looking forward to the, the jurassic park jurassic world series in anticipation of the release of jurassic world dominion uh one other thing uh going on here at matt goes to the movies and and you know on top of all of that uh april 27th and May 4th, uh, I will be doing a watch party uh, for episodes five and six of Moon Knight. That'll be posted to uh, all of the social media websites about how you can join that watch party to watch the final two episodes of Moon Knight streaming on Disney+. And Rob and I are working out the details and we'll also post this to all of the social media websites, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, the two year anniversary hits April 30th of Matt goes to the movie. So working on a show idea um, to kind of just casually talk about movies in general. Uh, so we're going to finalize that game plan post all of that so that you know you can join in leave your comments and what you think about some of the uh the topics we're going to be discussing so 
you know, check out Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. If you want to email the show, uh, it's a very simple email. It is M-G-T-T-M podcast at gmail.com. And Rob, can you talk about Podchaser? Because you you just do it so eloquently. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so Podchaser is a phenomenal way to kind of uh, pull all the reviews that you can possibly have to one place. So if, uh, if you're listening to this right now and you choose to download it from Podbean, first of all, thank you. Thank you for choosing this show while you're outside questing. Uh, maybe you're main questing right now. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, uh, washing dishes, walking the dog, on the treadmill, driving to work, going to class, whatever it is you're doing, uh, thank you from the bottom of both of our hearts uh, that you chose to download this. We're, we're happy that you uh, are listening to our words as I speak them right now. Um, but there's a lot of places you can download. You can download through Pandora. You can download through Podbean. You can download through iTunes. Um, and you can certainly leave reviews in all of those places, but you can really only access those reviews if you're on that platform. So for there to be kind of one place that all users can look at uh, and have all that stuff pulled together, uh, podchaser.com is a phenomenal place that you can leave a, a one to five star review of each individual episode, the show as a whole. Um, and you can also leave comments. Um, Podchaser is a pretty cool place because they actually give back. I, I don't believe they're still running that same promotion they had. Uh, I'd have to check. I don't have it up in front of me, uh, but they like to give back. They had recently done uh, something that uh, benefited the people of Ukraine. So um, I thought that was a pretty cool one. Uh, every review was going to uh, go towards that. And when the uh, host, uh, the owner of the show responded, they would double that donation. So uh, overall, a pretty cool place. Um, you can certainly check out uh, what other people have said and leave reviews. Five stars would be cool if you feel compelled to do so. If not, honest reviews are always appreciated as well. So podchaser.com, search for Matt Goes to the Movies. It will take you literal seconds. You could actually do it in less time than it took for me to tell you about it. And it's such a cool way to uh, get some feedback to Matt. You know, it's uh, it's something that takes us a lot of time when we're doing shows together. You know, you got to watch the episode. You got to, uh, and me, I watch it twice. Um, and then schedule time to sit down, record, and then Matt does a little post-production on the back end. And, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into it, time that takes to upload things and, uh, you know, add things to Facebook and TikTok and, and the posts in the groups and things like that. Uh, and just the 10 seconds that it takes you to leave a review really makes everything worthwhile. So I would highly, highly encourage you to do so. Yeah, that's thank you so much. Uh, I'm just going to echo, obviously, everything Rob says. So, listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Look forward to bringing you more coverage of Halo on Paramount Plus. And then, like we said, uh, a lot of other, you know, movies and topics coming to Matt Goes to the Movies in the very, very new future, near future. So, uh, until next episode, thank you for listening, and we'll see you really soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.